0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG 13. Our powerhouse teams in the Miami Heat and the Utah Jazz. Let's talk about it. It's the Hoops Nerd Show. All right, so before we talk about the Jazz, let's just talk a little bit about the Heat. This is a very, very good basketball team. My goodness, are the Heat well put together. Their pieces fit perfectly. This is a team, uh, you know, last year they kind of had a down year, and it kind of coincided with Tyler Hero having, you know, kind of a a disappointing sophomore season. It's time for Diet Mountain Dew tonight, by the way, to survive. Diet caffeine-free. I know, I'm that guy. But anyways, the the Miami Heat are so well-balanced. They have really everything you want in a, you know, just a team that's going to go far in the playoffs. This is a team that looks like they're built for the playoffs, but they're going to win a lot of games this year because they're just so good. I mean, there were just a few things that I took from this game. One is this team is – this Miami Heat team is tough. Like, these guys are bullies. You've got Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry. I mean, they bring in P.J. Tucker. Bam Adebayo's big... I mean, this team is going to come in and they are going to just punch you in the mouth. And they did that to the Jazz tonight, for sure. I mean, they absolutely just kind of took Rudy Gobert out of the game. Uh, Rudy Gobert, this was his worst night of the season, and basically it was a combination of Adebayo and P.J. Tucker just absolutely bludgeoning Rudy Gobert. They absolutely did. Uh, P.J. Tucker... like. He took it personal tonight. He just, when Bam Adebayo switched off of Gobert and Gobert was switched on to P.J. Tucker, Tucker did not allow Gobert that ball. He did not allow Gobert position. And honestly, it was a little disappointing to see Rudy Gobert just kind of like passively allow that to happen, you know? So that wasn't great. Uh, but really, you just look at the numbers from tonight. The The Miami Heat were unbelievable. I mean, just going down the line, Jimmy Butler was 11 for 15 from the field uh, six assists, twenty-seven points. Uh, PJ Tucker was two for two from the field. I mean, he his his impact was the defensive end. Uh, Bam Adebayo seven for twelve from the field. He had six rebounds, six assists, uh, and then Kyle Lowry had just an absolutely monster night. Eight for eleven for three from the field, three for five from three triple double tonight with twelve rebounds, ten assists, twenty points. Oh, and then let's not to mention uh, Tyler Hero, who's looking like easily the runaway six man of the year just torched the jazz 11 for 18 from the field six for eight from three uh three assists as well for 29 points i mean at some point you would imagine the utah jazz would have done something to get the ball out of hero's hands and they did not 29 points apparently was uh acceptable i don't know uh Elliot Matson, baby Elliot Matson. tucker always outplays rudy reminds me of the rockets playoff series Tucker hates Rudy. He really does. Like, something about Rudy pisses him off, and he goes at Rudy, and Rudy just has to fight back, and he didn't tonight. And he needed to for the Jazz to win because, honestly, the Jazz just did not get a lot of impact from Rudy in this game. And it showed at the end where Rudy Gobert sat. Quinn Snyder benched him. At the end of the game, Rudy Gobert sat, and Whiteside came in, and guess what? The Jazz came back at the end of the game. So that was interesting. But anyways, before we move on to the Jazz, just want to say that this, this Miami Heat team is so well-balanced. Uh, that Kyle Lowry pickup is looking like a monster move. Uh, and then, you know, they've got role players in, like, Duncan Robinson, who they're paying a lot. And he only shot one for five from three. So I guess either he had a bad night or the Jazz did a good job of of keeping him out of the game. But, you know, those top those six players... You know, running with those six, seven guys or whatever it is, really, it's those six. Uh, the Heat are ready to go. You know, the only question for the Heat is can they stay healthy because Jimmy Butler's, you know, getting up there. Uh, Kyle Lowry's 35, 36 years old, whatever he is, I can't remember. And then, uh, but other than those two guys, you've got a young, you know, Bam Adebayo's young. I want, well, I guess P.J. Tucker's old, but P.J. Tucker seems like he'll be playing basketball till he's 45. Uh, and PJ Tucker, you have him for toughness because they, you know, the Heat do some things that I wish the Jazz would kind of do, you know, and maybe we can talk about that with the Jazz, but they really focus on those, you know, those main guys creating the offense you know you have Jimmy Butler or Tyler Hero or Kyle Lowry kind of being those main playmakers and then they also have Bam Adebayo who has that free throw line jumper which I wish Rudy Gobert would do but he just kind of refuses to do at this point I guess but Bam Adebayo was doing it tonight he had six assists and he has that free throw line where he can shoot it or he passes it down to a cutter to the rim and that's something that you know would be really nice if Rudy Gobert had something like that in his game but he doesn't and and it makes Bam Adebayo, really nice in the half-court game. You know, it just gives him something else he can do, uh, and he's an elite passer, so this Heat team, I mean, there's just not a lot of you can say other than that they're really, really good, and I really need to reconsider who I think is coming out of the East because if the Heat can play like this, I they can really guard anybody and take it to anybody. You know, with all the issues with Brooklyn, with what they've got going on with Kyrie and and Harden, Harden just being fat, needing some Jenny Craig, uh, why? I mean, I would pick the heat in that series. I, you know, I don't care how many points Kim Durant's going to score this, this Miami heat team is going to bully the, the, the nets and, you know, the, the bucks are, are injured right now. So that'll be an interesting matchup. But I think this heat team with Kyle Lowry can now go toe to toe with the bucks. Uh, we'll see, but this is a really good heat team that I don't think anyone should be sleeping on. I will be interested. They're going to be fun to watch. The only question with them is is health. All right. Let's talk about the Utah Jazz. Uh, you know, really, this game starts and ends with Donovan Mitchell, who's been incredible this year. And honestly, he's a top 10 player in my book. He just absolutely is at that point now. His ability to just go up against this Miami Heat team who, by the way, the Miami Heat in defensive and offensive efficiency are both, are like top five in both. I think they're like the number two defensive team in the league right now. And Donovan Mitchell absolutely sliced them up. I mean, he's that incredible. They run like a switching system, and Donovan Mitchell attacked it and got to the rim So many times. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, and this was after resting last game with a bad ankle, but he shoots 14 of 28 from the field for 50%. He was only 4 of 15 from 3, which I guess is pretty interesting. If he'd have had a better night from 3, the Jazz win this game. Uh, But 37 points from Mitchell, he was a plus 12 in a game the Jazz lost by 3. He absolutely is the engine that makes everything run for the Jazz. And he's been the Jazz's best player. You know, last year you could have argued maybe Rudy, maybe Donovan. Donovan's been the best player on the Utah Jazz this year. He's just been fantastic. And he is uh, doing a better job of playmaking. Tonight he had eight rebounds. Uh, Let's see. No, that's not Donovan. Donovan had seven assists tonight. Two steals. He's averaging a career high in steals. I think it's getting close to like the two per game mark. He's been phenomenal. I, I am honestly I was thinking about this the other day and we talked about this in one of our videos and someone made a good point. They compare, you know, I was talking about uh you know, who's the do you win if you have a six man of the year on your team? And there have been teams that have a good six man of the year like the Spurs with Manu Ginobili and stuff like that. But basically to win the finals, you need someone on your team that is either an MVP Or getting some sort of MVP consideration, right? You need that guy that can just take you over the top and that is just such a a better player than everyone on the floor that they can get theirs no matter how hard or difficult it is. And Donovan Mitchell is turning into that guy. He absolutely is. I mean, his three ball wasn't even falling tonight and he looked like he was the best player on the floor. And this was against the Miami Heat with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and Kyle Lowry. And Donovan Mitchell was, hands down, the best player on the floor tonight. He was unbelievable. And he almost single-handedly, by himself, brought the Jazz back in this game. And honestly, if you know, if the refs don't turn that charge call against Hassan Whiteside around, and they don't call an offensive foul on Donovan Mitchell on that step-back, shot at the end of the game which by the way they don't call that against players like Paul George you know Jazz would have won this game and it would have been solely because of Donovan Mitchell that's like Michael Jordan's stuff where he made a steal near the end of the game he was just scoring every time down the floor like the Heat had no answer and that's impressive when you consider they have Jimmy Butler on the floor and Kyle Lowry and Bam Adebayo These are guys that are all defensive players. You know, Bam Adebayo has been considered for defensive player of the year multiple years, or at least, you know, getting votes in consideration. Jimmy Butler has been all defense multiple years. He's just renowned defender and Donovan Mitchell just took it to him. It's incredible. So Donovan Mitchell is just, he's that guy. The Jazz have that guy and it's impressive. Uh, Royce O'Neal is quietly having one. He's quietly become one of the best role players in the NBA. Royce O'Neill deserves so much credit for what he's doing. And he just like he's one of those guys that glues everything together for the Jazz. To me, he's indispensable. Absolutely. Like, you know, as many pickups as the Jazz have made where in the past, where, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert were the essential pickups, obviously, to get the Jazz where they are. But someone like Royce O'Neal glues everything together. He is not worried about being the guy. You know, he is not worried. He's like the to me, uh, Royce O'Neal to me is the uh, Dennis Rodman on the Jazz right now. Because what he does is he does everything you need him to do to win the game that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert can't at times. Uh, Where he's guarding the perimeter players. He's grabbing rebounds. Look at this line tonight from Royce O'Neal. He was 5 for 7 from the field, 3 for 4 from 3. He had 5 rebounds, 2 assists, and 6 steals. He had 15 points and was a plus 17 in this game. Royce O'Neal deserves... So much credit, like so much credit, and he has improved in a lot of ways. I mean, he is like his ability to drive to the hoop has gotten even better. And what I really, really love is that Royce O'Neal is when he's getting that three ball, he's just shooting it. He is shooting with confidence. It doesn't matter if it goes in or out. I honestly feel like he. There were a few plays, and we talked about this last show. There were a few plays in the playoffs where Do- where Royce O'Neal hesitated, and it on and it cost the Jazz. It really did. You know, it wasn't the thing that made the Jazz lose the playoffs or any playoff games, but it was something that contributed to it. And it seems like he's learned from that and grown. And that's amazing, you know. And so having this player in Royce O'Neill on the floor is fantastic for Utah. And it allows someone like Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley to just do their thing and score. And we're just, we're just seeing that when the ball is in Donovan Mitchell's hands or the ball is in Mike Conley's hands, good things happen. And honestly that's kind of where I'm at. I mean tonight we had a nice night from Boyan Bogdanovic which was nice to see. Just an overall efficient night and I actually felt like this was Boyan Bogdanovic's best game of the season. Honestly if I if I tweet something negative about someone at the beginning of the game, they're going to have a good game. I I have a I have a talent because Boyan missed like a 3 at the beginning of the game and I just started to say like when are we going to see good Boyan? You know? I <laughs> So of course Boyan has a really nice night, two for five, and I'm happy for him. Four for four from the free throw line. He had four assists and five rebounds. Uh, plus sixteen for Boyan. There was a weird swing to this one actually, uh, and we'll talk about it. There's one player that had extra bad <laughs> swing, but uh, I, you know, I, I just there are some things on this team that are are going well, and there are some players on this team that have too much variance. It feels like. It feels like the Jazz need a little more just consistency from their main guys, you know. And that's nice to see because I believe Bojan shot literally the exact same percentage last game. Uh, 40% and then 40% tonight, 2-for-5. It might have literally been 2-for-5 both nights. Um, I don't have time to go check both, but I'm sure it was something. It was close to that. Uh, but Bojan having some consistent three-point makes is nice. And it was nice to see Bojan make some nice plays. He actually rotated really well on defense tonight. It was nice to see. It was really encouraging for me because there's been some times this season where our teams have attacked him, and it hasn't been good. Tonight, it was not the case. So, Bojan, it was really nice to see. Uh, I guess let's talk about why the Jazz lost this game. Um, Mike Conley had a really nice night. Uh, Mike Conley just is a great basketball player. He's just fantastic. 7 for 11 from the field. 3 for 7 from the That continues to be just an incredible pickup for the Jazz. 7 assists. The Donovan Mitchell-Mike Conley duo is one of the best backcourts in the NBA. It might be the best one, honestly. I, I tweeted that from the SLC Dunk account last year, and it went viral. You know, you have the main guys out there like Dragonfly Jones making fun of it and stuff, which fine, I'm I'm actually fine with that. More clicks to the SLC Dunk site does not hurt my feelings. It doesn't change what I get paid or whatever, but it's always fun. I don't know. But uh, Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley might be the best backcourt in the NBA. They're fantastic. They're fantastic. And it, a lot of that is because Donovan Mitchell has just turned into a top 10 guy. He's absolutely incredible. Um, But yeah, like I said, let's talk a little bit about why the Jazz lost this game tonight. I know it's everyone's favorite thing to do. Uh... So just looking at plus-minus, and in a lot of ways, you can kind of look at this as lineup data, but you had, and I, it's it, you know, plus-minus, we should never talk about plus-minus, some people say, but I think it's interesting. Uh, Rudy Gobert was minus 20 in this game. Minus 20. And I really think that was just because he got bullied, and Rudy didn't fight back tonight. I don't know uh, why it, was he tired from, you know, playing the Hawks the night before, road trip. Uh, he just didn't really fight back. PJ Tucker was, you can go watch that game. He was like yelling stuff. You could tell he was talking and yapping and Rudy didn't fight back. And that minus 20 shows, you know, normally that lineup of like Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert against bench units is usually pretty awesome. And tonight it was not because they, you know, the, the, and that's why I think PJ Tucker is really one of those guys that's underrated. Uh, He's just underrated. I, you know, anyone who talks bad about P.J. Tucker, fine. You know, he's not hes not an offensive player. He's just not. Uh, but his defense is game-changing, and it was a part of the reason why the Milwaukee Bucks won the finals. You know, and I did a video about that. You can go watch one of my f- videos. I talked about that Devin Booker steal. That was set up because of P.J. Tucker. Uh, so, anyways, part of what happened tonight is Rudy got bullied, and it just... He got pushed out of the game, and Quinn had to bench him for Hassan Whiteside, and it worked. Uh, The other thing that was disappointing for the Jazz, uh, you know, last game was fun against the Hawks, although, let's be honest, the Hawks are playing very bad basketball right now. They're not, well, not very bad, but they're playing very mediocre basketball. They're 4-5, and you know. They're just not playing very well. Uh, Jordan Clarkson had a really fun night last night, or fun game last game. Tonight, it was another bad shooting night. He's one for six from three. Jordan Clarkson, for the season, is shooting 22% from three. And on nights when you're playing the Miami Heat, and you are they're a really good team, if he's shooting 22% from three, that's just really hard to overcome. It just is really tough. And so you've got to get better nights from Jordan Clarkson. You just do. or Otherwise, you know... That's the thing is this jazz team is going for a title and you need guys to show up. And if you're getting one for six from three from Jordan Clarkson, that's really tough to overcome. You need, you know, in a three point game, you needed Clarkson to make one more of those threes. You know, you just did. Uh, The other guy that had a terrible night and we've, and I've talked about this and I'm trying not to be, I know you guys, when I get angry in the wins, you don't like it, but it's showed up tonight. Uh, Joe Ingalls, is, is, I don't know what's the problem, but in 26 minutes, he made one basket and it was a three-pointer midway through the fourth quarter. He went 21 minutes without scoring. I like, and I, you know, I missed, uh, I wish we could have done a post game for the Chicago Bulls game that the Jazz lost in. But you know who was a big reason the Jazz lost that game? It was Joe Ingles, you know. Mike Conley didn't play. If the Jazz got even, like, an average game from Joe Ingles, they'd win that Chicago Bulls game. They would have. Ingles got absolutely played off the floor, you know. And tonight, it was a similar story. He's going up against stronger athletes. He's looking hes looking old to me. And I, you know, he's actually having a great shooting season. Joe is. And so I actually think Joe is, you know, I'm okay with Joe being on the floor in, like, a sixth seventh man role but as a uh, honestly as like a secondary playmaker but more of just a shooter is what i you know you need to see from joe and joe when he gets the ball he needs to shoot the ball no more of this passing it up joe for this season is still shooting uh let's pull it up joe for this season is still having a good three-point shooting season for the year joe is shooting let's see pull this up uh 48 from three I mean, when he gets the ball, he needs to shoot the ball. And I don't, you know, going 0 for 3 for Joe is not good enough. You know, he needs to be shooting it every chance he gets when he's on the floor because he is looking old. He is looking slow. He is getting played off when he's being guarded by high level, athletic, younger defenders. He just is. Things that, you know, his craftiness and stuff that he used to get by on before is not quite the same. And I don't know if he's tired from the Olympics. Or what's going on? The Jazz need to figure something out. They need to either start giving him a few days, a few games rest or something like that. But his shooting is there, but he is just like not impacting the game. And he did not impact the game tonight much. He did have like five assists, but you're going to have that in the Jazz spread system where you just are moving the ball and finding Donovan Mitchell and Donovan Mitchell's goes and scores, you know, like. They, there were not like these, those were like, and I'm, and I might go watch this game again just to out of curiosity, but not all assists are created equal, you know, John Stockton assists are different than, you know, Bojan Bogdanovic assists. You know what I mean? Like there are different types of assists that are, are created by, you know, penetration, getting to the rim, drawing defenders and kicking out to an open three point shooter. That's that type of assist is different than a three point, uh, You know, the ball swinging around the three-point line and you swing it to Donovan Mitchell and he takes a a dribble and makes a layup, you know, like those are different. And, you know, the assists that Joe Ingles gets when he's running a pick and roll with Rudy Gobert or, or Hassan Whiteside are really good. And we just didn't see a, a lot of that tonight, you know, and some of that was because the Miami Heat were just bullied, you know, and he just didn't really impact the game. And so, The Jazz need to figure something out. Uh, I I I wrote about this in the SLC dunk game thread a little bit. That you know games like this uh, are good. Like losing this game stinks. It's fun to win. The Jazz aren't going to go eighty-two and zero, you know. But games like this, the Jazz have to go in and they have to see how they can improve. And there's different ways you can improve. Maybe it's play style. Maybe you kind of change how you defend. Maybe. You know, maybe during a game when Tyler Heros scored 29 points, you could trap him or get the ball out of his hands or something like that. Or maybe you can do things to, you know, run a zone, do different things, switch, man-to-man, drop coverage, hedge, try different things and get used to doing other things so that you can adjust mid-game, you know, so that when, like, Tyler Heros going crazy or Jamal Murray in the playoffs or Terrence Mann is going crazy – You can somehow stop that from happening. Now, you know, X's and O's changes. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. Maybe it's, you have, if you can't, if your X's and O's can't change, then that means it's a personnel issue. So you're looking at who's on the floor. You know, is there different lineups that we should not play? Because you look at the plus minuses from tonight. And it's interesting that the Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, uh, Jordan Clarkson's stuff didn't work. Although part of that makes me just think that Jordan Clarkson right now is just not shooting the ball well. He's just not. And he has one good one good quarter against the Atlanta Hawks, one good quarter and a half, and the rest of the year it has been not good. 22% from 3 this season for Jordan Clarkson. It's tough, you know. So maybe it's a personnel issue. Maybe you need to be like looking at At what you're getting from these guys. And then at trade deadline, you consolidate. The Jazz have like 11 rotation players right now. 11 or 12 really good players that could be on the floor. Uh, You know, they. I mean, Jared Butler didn't even play tonight. Trent Forrest didn't even play tonight. Those are rotation guys. Uh, The Jazz have a lot of guys. And so, you know, you're looking at what you have. And maybe you consolidate at trade deadline to find, you know, an impact guy. Do you... Can you go out and get, you know, Marcus Smart? You know, Boston loses tonight on a bad shot and there's like lots of noise coming out of there of Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. Maybe you can find a way to get someone like that who can guard a Tyler Hero, you know? Marcus Smart on the Jazz helps them win this game tonight, 100%, you know? So that's the other thing you do. Or you maybe you pick up someone off the waiver wire. So, something like that. The But the Jazz just have to evolve. Or it's player development. You know? You get Jared Butler up to snuff. Can you, you know, is that the avenue you go? It's not looking great the last few games. He didn't even play tonight. And last game when he had a chance to play, Quince I didn't even play him. So that's not looking like the answer to me. But maybe it'll change as we go. Uh, really, that's everything from tonight. I mean, Eric Paschal had a few moments where he looked awesome. He scored five points. Eric Paschal is becoming one of my favorite jazz players. He's fantastic. Uh, Hassan Whiteside has been an incredible pickup for the jazz. I mean, the fact that they could play him instead of Rudy and it it went really nice. Uh, John Proctor, Clarkson was minus 27. Whiteside was plus 17. Yep. Uh, Clarkson, just another rough game from Clarkson that it was hard for the jazz to overcome. If Clarkson plays well or shoots well tonight, at least the jazz win. Uh, and Whiteside was a big part of this game too. Like Whiteside's been a fantastic pickup. He has, that's one thing that Jazz fans should be happy about, in my opinion. Last year, the offseason moves were uh, garbage. <laughs> they were so bad. And the year before were even worse. You know, Ed Davis, Jeff Green, just garbage. You know, it just ended so bad. And last year we like, the draft that we didn't draft Desmond Bain or Jaden McDaniels. Can you imagine if one of those guys was on the Jazz right now? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Such a bad offseason. There's a reason Dennis Lindsay was fired, you know. But uh, what's exciting about this year is they fixed those mistakes, and it was painful. It was painful to trade a pick. To get rid of Derek Favors, who it just didn't work out. He just wasn't healthy enough. And you have to trade a pick just to get rid of Tony Bradley. Uh, And the Jazz drafted a center (laughs) in Udoka Azubuki, who is helping out the Salt Lake City stars right now. So great job, Dennis Lindsay. I've been rooting for Doke hard because of a coping mechanism so that I don't fall into a ball of shame and sadness. Um, But you know what? This offseason for the Jazz, 100%. They hit on every move. We haven't even seen Rudy Gay yet. And I don't think Rudy Gay should be considered the answer because I think this Jazz has some things they need to figure out in terms of perimeter defense still. Tonight obviously showed that. Uh, But... But the jazz hit on the moves they did uh eric pascal has looked fantastic like he looks like a great great role player great great rotation player i should say i mean he he does think and i know his three-point shot hasn't been consistently falling but if he can figure out that three-point shot the jazz found a gem they really did uh jared butler looks like a very nice rookie and i think that he should get more time and i think he has a chance to be really nice and The more chances the Jazz get to play him, the better. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays a lot because the Jazz have a back-to-back. I believe they play tomorrow against Orlando Magic, so it would be nice to see him get some minutes. And if they can develop him and he can become a nice piece, that would be great. Uh, And then Rudy Gay. If Rudy Gay comes and plays really well, the Jazz had a phenomenal offseason, you know? So that's a nice thing. Last off season was absolutely one of the most dumpster fire off seasons the Jazz have ever had. But this most recent one, so they, does that make sense? Hopefully, I'm making sense. This most recent one has been great, great. Justin Zanuck nailed, hit the nail on the head. Now you know we've got some, uh, we've got some players on the Jazz that you know maybe aren't performing, you know better than you as good as you would have hoped like jordan clarkson and bojan Bogdanovich, so far have had a down year and the jazz are still seven and two or whatever they are so pretty impressive but i think that you know you've got to take into account the jazz want to win a championship this year and at a certain point players have to actually perform and it's not just like the idea of something it's not just like reputation you actually have to perform at a certain level you just do what have you done for me lately i We shouldn't be, you can't, you can't be just riding off of historical performance. What are you doing today? And right now, Donovan Mitchell is looking like an absolute all NBA superstar. And Rudy Gobert is looking like defensive player of the year again. Didn't tonight, but for the season, he's looked like that. And the Jazz have Royce O'Neal, who looks like he's taken another step. And it's really exciting. So I think the Jazz at trade deadline are probably going to do something. You know, I hope they do. I think that having like 11 or 12 rotation players like they do right now. I mean, we count every night. Let's do the count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players played today, which is what Quinn Snyder said, Mr. Nine Man Rotation, I guess. Uh, but that doesn't include Jared Butler and Trent Forrest. That's 11 rotation players. And then that doesn't even include Rudy Gay. So the Jazz have like 12 rotation players. I would be shocked if the Jazz did not make some sort of move at the trade deadline, some sort of consolidation move, you know? Yeah, it's, it's scary to think. Do you trade Jared Butler for, for Marcus Smart? I don't know. Could you get Marcus Smart for, for Jordan Clarkson? Maybe, maybe. Could you go get a Larry Nance and a Marcus Smart and then have a really big athletic defensive team? And then, oh, and this is what I wanted to end it on. Um, the Jazz need to stop doing so much. I'm not the biggest fan of the spread offense, where, like, everyone has equal opportunity. Wherever the open advantage is, that's who gets the shot. I'm kind of over it, right? You know, tonight it kind of worked out nicely with Boyan Bogdanovich, because they had him kind of switched on to Tyler Harrow, and he got some nice moves. And, and tonight was a really nice night for Boyan Bogdanovich. Tonight was Boyan's best game of the year, honestly. It, he was really good. And he was a part of the reason the Jazz were in this game and and whatnot. But I am not a huge fan of Boyan Bogdanovich having the ball in his hands too much. I would rather have Boyan Bogdanovich playing off of Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley. I would much rather see the ball in Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley's hands. I feel like there's just almost a like redundancy on this jazz team of like ball handlers and playmakers. You know, at a certain point, if you have John Stockton. You want John Stockton handling the ball as much as possible, because when John Stockton has the ball in his hands, good things are going to happen. And would you want to spread offense with John Stockton? No, because you want the ball in John Stockton's hands. And if there's a second guy you want the ball in his hands, it's Jeff Hornacek. You know, Jeff Hornacek being the secondary playmaker, but whose major role is to shoot the ball. That's what I want to see with the Utah Jazz. I want the ball in Donovan Mitchell's hands or Mike Conley's hands. Those are the guys I want handling the ball and playmaking. And then off of them, I want shooters who can defend. You know, like that's why I love Larry Nance. That's why I love Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal does not care about putting his through the legs and and doing all these things and getting a step back J J, you know. Royce O'Neill cares about getting wins and steals and driving the hoop and dunking the ball and, and 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 winning the game. Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley should be the ones with the ball in their hands, you know? Uh, let's see. Furby Jr., member for nine months. Furby! If Hatu J- Zaj played like Q4, game is won. Maybe. Uh, although, really, a big reason why the Jazz lost this game is because Rudy Gobert got just kind of bullied. That was a major part of this game. And Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles couldn't shoot the ball. Like, that was really it. But anyways, the moral of the story is I want the ball in Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley's hands. And I want them doing their thing. I am, like, kind of tired of seeing, like, so many uh, possessions with Jordan Clarkson and Boyan Bogdanovich and all these guys. like, Like, Jordan Clarkson, when he's hitting shots, is great. But he's not... He's just, and it's, you know, he was getting a little better about it last year, but he has just not really evolved into a playmaker that like driving kick type thing. Like tonight, zero assists for Jordan Clarkson. So for the night, Clarkson had seven points, zero assists, zero rebounds. He was one for six from three and three for nine from three, a minus 27. So when he was on the floor, no one was getting the ball. No No one was made better by him being on the floor, you know? So you know what I would rather have? I would rather have Jordan Clarkson being set up by Donovan Mitchell or Mike Conley. And my other favorite player right now that I hope develops is Jared Butler. So you have those three guys playing and setting up everyone else. I mean, that's my personal vision uh, for what this team could be and what they can do. And that's what I would like to see. You know, that's what I want. That's what I want. What do you guys want? Let me know in the comments. What do you think? Am I wrong? Am I right? Uh... You guys tell me it's time. Let's see. Let's give a shout out to our all stars. Oh look, rejoined because he's the legend. It's Ryan Perry, the legend. Baby Elliot Matson, Joshua Hansen, the Danish destroyer, and one Anton Warren. Ezekiel Rice, C-bay, my man from down under, JT Buckets, Wardell, Austin R. Grant, editor extraordinaire, Eric C., the C stands for champion, Donald Schoolie, schooling all of us, DW to CB, Darren Williams to Carlos Boozer, Jorge Arizaga, mi amigo de abajo, Lee Christensen driving the lane, Justin Time, Justin Ty H., Patrick Akubo, the connoisseur, Robert Hall of Fame, and DW, Jazz going all the way, I still believe. I still believe, but I think with like 13 rotation players, (laughs) that's too many. You know, it's too many. And so you've got a clear space to find a way to get these guys on the floor. And let's do a, let's do a, a little bit of a video on, on uh, Jared Butler and the Chicago Bulls, because I think he deserves more credit for what he was doing and a little bit of insight into why maybe he's not playing right now. It's not because he's not good enough. It, he absolutely is, but I think he's a little bit, trying to figure out the offense and i think he'll actually get there anyways guys like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already if you want to join that would make me very happy and it would help the channel grow and it supports me and what i do if you're listening to the slc Dunk podcast please go give a a rating and review and if you're a you if you're a hoops nerd channel person go to apple Podcasts and give a rating and review or on spotify give a review it'd be amazing i i would appreciate it anyways guys i will talk to you next time